Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! And so is football season. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Good morning to my people. And great to have you on board as we make this thing happen for 90 minutes. Coming at you live from the Bunker Studio, Team B Media, representing Northwest Arkansas globally and streaming it worldwide at our website, therealnwajb.com. You can hop on board the conversation here on the Podbean Live app, which is pretty awesome. The audio quality getting better and better as we continue to tinker with things on that end. And then there is, of course, YouTube Live and all the podcast platforms later on that you could possibly ask for. Make it happen how you need to make it happen. I'm a do-it-live kind of guy. You know that about me. You know that about me. 17 years deep in the game here in the great state of Arkansas and 12-plus here in northwest Arkansas. And yet, we're just about three months into this new operation of ours here on Team B Media. So anytime you can tell a friend or spread the word, it's greatly appreciated. By every last one of you. We got a lot going on today. Arkansas Razorback football continues to be the league topic of the conversation. It is still football season, although in a lot of ways for the Hogs, it has moved on to coaching search season. We're going to talk about that in the course of the show here today. Of course, Sam Pittman addressing folks yesterday had the opportunity to be one of what, seven or eight folks in the room with him for that. Got a couple of questions in and some very... Strange stuff. That was one of the stranger press conferences I've ever been in. I've worked in sports broadcasting for whatever it is, 25 plus years. That was one of the weirdest ones. And so we'll try to pick that apart and read the tea leaves, certainly on Arkansas Razorback football as we work it through here today. Basketball got the chance to get out to Bud Walton Arena last night. You know, I go to all these games, season ticket holder for the last seven, eight years now, and uh, I'm not putting those to waste like so many of y'all do. What are you doing with these tickets? Maybe we don't have enough basketball fans in the immediate vicinity. Perhaps I'm, I'm confused about that. Maybe I'm misreading Razorback land, but you got a really good basketball coach, and you got a team that is legitimately top 10 caliber coming off of its third consecutive trip to the Sweet 16. You've been to the Elite Eight twice in the last three years. And I think there's an argument to be made right now that this is the single best team Eric Musselman has had so far in Arkansas. You certainly have more pieces, more scoring prowess, better shooting than you've had in previous years. I think the return of Trevon Brazil is enormous for this program. What an electric player he is. You can see 
the lights completely turned back on for him already. I mean, Brazil is worth the price of admission every time out. And if you're not understanding that, probably not a basketball guy or gal first and foremost, and that's okay. I know in a lot of ways, hoops not nearly as sacred in the South as football or even baseball in some places, but it's back here, baby. And so, you know, I, I, what were there? Four or 5,000 there last day? You think more, maybe? Seven or eight? Man, that arena was uh, was half empty. So remember, if you're not going to go to the game, how it's your boy. Remember, we tipped Muss off on the ticket exchange a few years ago, and he runs with that too. So if you can't use your tickets, it is much better off for everyone if you pass them along to somebody who can put them to use. You know, nothing makes me... Sicker to my stomach than watching great seats go to waste. Now, I say that, and I'll be honest with y'all again, because that's the kind of show I do. Something about being real here on the program. I don't know. But uh, that's been a big part of my shtick for a long time. We're not going to BS this thing at you, and we're going to tell you how it is. And look, if you're not going to use your seats, I'll use them. Man, I saw some tickets last night, some seats open on Walton and Tyson Row. I'm like, how did you, boy? And I will go do this courtside thing. How many of y'all noticed, like my guy Tyler in Bentonville did last night, fun to watch a game with him. Got and hung out with Tyler in a minute. That was good for both of us. Tyler, of course, one of our elite all-time JB Morning Show Hall of Fame callers. He's just trying to figure out the phone situation. I think he'll be back at the party here real soon. Um, He's still out there listening. He's still there. But Tyler made the point at the baseline, and only on one baseline, right? On the right baseline at Bud Walton Arena. You don't see this stuff unless you go. This was the first time I've noticed it, but they're actually selling front row seats under the basket now. Uh, They do have to clear a little bit of space for the media, even though the university begrudgingly does anything for the media these days. I mean, it's basically try to shut down every party they can. Very Kremlin-esque operation. They're not the only school or program or company that has tried to close ranks and and be not only the messenger, but the message and the controller of the storyline and all that. So I don't know when this decision was made, but it's a smart move. I think the average age in the baseline front row was like 95 years old. Like These are very, very rich and wealthy blue hairs, I'm thinking, who are sitting there. Or at least that was a gift for dad or grandpa right before the holidays. But I'm worried because that's, you know, that's an accident waiting to happen. And when you're 85, 95 years old, I wouldn't know yet personally, but my grandparents, my grandma's 95. My grandparents all lived, you know, 85, 90, 95. You talk to people as they get older, they break easily. They tell you that. They're like, everything feels much more tentative and fragile when you move. You got to make longer term decisions before committing to every step. Well, if you're sitting down in those seats and Trevon Brazil comes crashing through, we might have ourselves an emergency, a very awkward, scary moment at Bud Walton Arena. But for right now, with a football program bleeding out money, they got to sell every last seat they can, my friends. Arkansas beats ODU. Oh, by the way, that was an entertaining basketball game last night. I know it's a little tough on some of these early season games. You're like Gardner-Webb. You're like UNC Wilmington, Old Dominion. Old Dominion's a good team. I mean, that's that's a mid-major from North Carolina where basketball is sacred on the East Coast. And you know Brian in North Carolina is feeling that vibe. He can tell you all about it. Arkansas Razorback transplant. But ODU came to play last night, and that was a good game. Both teams getting up and down the floor. 
Arkansas tested single digits for most of the second half. Look at the basketball talk out the gates today. So I don't know if you've noticed yet, judging by the attendance, you probably have not. But this basketball team is really fun. And you got Brazil back and Traymond Mark and Caliph Battle are both ridiculously good, too. That's a trio right there that's going to carry you. Then you sprinkle in some L. Ellis, who had 17 points and 8 assists without a turnover last night. You mix in Makai Mitchell who had 15 points and 10 rebounds, his first double-double of the season. That was enormous to see Makai Mitchell get himself back into the mix with a double-double last night. Very positive because he had almost played himself out of the rotation in his last few appearances. But Arkansas gets put through the ringer. We'll hear a little bit of must sound later on as we work it through. Perimeter defense was lacking. Then again, you don't expect a team to come into Bud Walton Arena and shoot 50% from three. So, man, the Monarchs hung around. Hogs had to dig deep. But for the uh, 45, 50,000 y'all who were there with me, we got to watch ourselves a really entertaining basketball game. And most importantly, Arkansas got the dub for itself to get to 3-0 and on the year. So some hoopage out the gates. And then there's back to football, which I mentioned in passing, you know, 10 minutes ago at the top of the show. You get back to it now. This is the situation in Arkansas Razorback land. Wherever you're listening, got folks around the world, around the country, mostly, what, 80, 85% of y'all here in the greater Northwest Arkansas area. This is the lifeblood of the culture around here. This is the connecting of the dots. This is the common ground. And so when Arkansas Razorback Athletics is scuffling or coming unglued or having you know, ongoing structural issues like the football program is, it becomes almost an epidemic. It spreads the feeling, the nausea, and then ultimately you feel it in the in the wallet. You feel it in the purse strings is what you do. This team is bleeding out money right now, y'all. They're bleeding out money. And I, I worry about where they're at. Yesterday's press conference, I know we need to break here in a minute. We will. We'll come back. Play you Sam Pittman's press conference here in just a few minutes, let me just tell you, this thing is going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Now, we had about half an hour with Sam yesterday in the room at the Broyles Center, and, and you know me, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to chop it down to what I feel like the best eight, nine-minute essentials as part of the, the journalistic profession there. you got to trust me with that editing ability. But, man, eight, nine minutes is enough to hear the strangeness of what I got to hear yesterday. And I'm sure some of y'all have checked it out already, but if you did not get to hear Sam Pittman's weekly press conference, just hold your horses for a few minutes here. You're about to have your mind blown. Um, This ship has sailed, y'all. Don't be confused by misinformation. I'm not a, a, a huge poker player, certainly not as a dad in my 40s now. It just takes so much time. I got two young kids. It's hard enough, you know, having a a full-time job, let alone being a full-time dad. And then you put those two together. Man, there's a lot going on. I'm not complaining. I'm grateful for a chance to have a life and and for all the things that I'm getting to do in my life. But it, it can wear you out. I mean, there's a lot going on, right? And so you just feel like at the least, one of the things that you're going to try to do is focus on reporting facts and the truth. If you're in, you know, in the field I'm in, you're in sports broadcasting, right? So the facts and the truth are we heard nothing yesterday to change my feelings, my sentiments 
on what's going on now with the Razorback program. Everybody's an insider. Everybody's got a take. Everybody's talking to Joe Blow, who's cousins with Timmy Smith and his fiance Jennifer and her grandpa used to be roommates with the guy who's now on the board of trustees. Like, okay, that's great. And if it makes you feel better to purport yourself or, you know, and somehow put yourself in front of people as some sort of in the know kind of person, good for you. I hope that makes you feel good. But that doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. And so anybody right now, and I'm not trying to insult intelligence. I'm just trying to read the tea leaves and give you an honest take here. This is my job. Nothing has changed. Sam Pittman will not be the head coach of Arkansas Razorback football next year. And you can take it to the bank, and you can underline it, and you can double down on it, and you better mark the tape right now because I'm the guy who keeps saying this. Oh, JB, you're wrong. Sam said yesterday he's coming back. Sam, I can't tell you how many of that kind of line I, I got yesterday in passing at the game. Sam said he's coming back, so it's over. If only it were so easy. But that's not how it goes. Employees don't run the businesses. Inmates do not run the asylums. And so at the end of the day, students don't run the classrooms either. And at the University of Arkansas, Hunter Juracek is the man on top of Sam Pittman. And then there's guys on, and, and gals, not many, but some, on top of Hunter Juracek on the board of trustees. And they tell him what to do. Just like at Texas A&M. Ross Bjork is making moves, but he's not doing it unless he has the money on his side. Nothing is done in this country, my friends, without the money, big picture usually, being on your side. You want to go to charity and goodwill. I think we have a little bit of that stuff left. Not a lot. But yeah, on that stuff, sure. Go the extra mile. Try a little bit harder. But when it comes to money, it's about following the trends and following the revenue. And this football program has flatlined and it is bleeding out money. And maybe you're just hollering from afar and you don't go to every game like I do. But I see, you know, they announced 72,000 for that crowd against Auburn. No way. Maybe 50,000. Maybe. But these announced crowds, let's just stop it. This is, it just makes you look bad. These are distorted numbers. We're just telling you tickets sold. Okay, how many people are in the door for the games? That's what attendance is. Attendance means attending. It means they're in the seats. And if you don't have fans in the seats, we talked a little basketball, but football too, you don't have fans in the seats, especially football, what do you not get? You don't get the ticket money. You don't get the donation money. Some folks say, oh, it's already paid for in advance. All right. Well, you definitely don't get the concessions at the games. You definitely don't get the parking and how about all the businesses and restaurants and hotels and bars in the area? If you're not going and taking your family and friends, they're not making any money either. It's been a disastrous season for Razorback football. Schedule is a little to do with that. That's not Sam Pittman's fault or Hunter Yurichek's fault. It was a garbage schedule for the football team this year. And so, you know, a lot of people lost a lot of money on this season. Sam Pittman did not. His checks continue to cash. But a lot of folks that I talk to in the local business world have lost money. And they feel like some, not some of them have overall made money. But when it comes to that revenue stream from Hogland, a lot of them feel like they're not getting nearly what they've gotten in the past. And I would tend to believe them. I don't think they're being dishonest about that. Because I go around town and I talk to people and I look at things with my eyes and I go to games. And I think the consensus is right. People have checked out on Sam Pittman. The football program is back in the gutter. You thought this guy had lifted you up out of it. Maybe he did for a couple of years. But you're right back down into it again. 
And so you have no choice now. If you're a 100-year check and you bring Sam Pittman back, you have now jeopardized your $1.5 million a year job. Does anybody think Hunter Juracek wants to jeopardize his $1.5 million a year job, his, his gig here at the U of A? I don't. You bring Sam Pittman back, you put yourself in the crosshairs. I don't think Hunter Juracek's going to do that. I also don't think it makes sense from a ticket sold standpoint to bring your head coach back. How are you going to sell season tickets next year? You sell tickets and hype and ads and commercials on buzz and hope and the belief that it's going to be good. You don't know what's going to happen on the other side unless you go into the year with no hope. You bring Sam Pittman back, what's the argument? That he got another OC hire in? He got another chance to take a swing at it? What makes anybody think that one's going to work out right now? I can't believe his O-line coach is still here. I can't believe his special teams coach is still here. Frankly, I'm surprised Sam Pittman's still here. Now, I told you last week, I think you'll hear nothing publicly, certainly this week, maybe early next week. I don't know. But they're going to let Sam Pittman coach the next 10 days and finish things up. And anybody listening in needs to listen to your boy JB on this one, okay? Sam Pittman is not coming back. There is no argument there for it. I don't think you'd sell any season tickets. I think you'd go into the year basically walking the plank. And I think the fans would completely revolt, and it would cost Hunter check his job, and it would probably set you back another two or three years. You know, this idea of stay the course makes no sense. It's like being on the Titanic after you've hit the iceberg and saying, don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. We're going to make it across the North Atlantic. We're getting to New York City. N- no, you're not. Or was it the other way around? Weren't they going from New York to, to Britain or England? I don't even know anymore. Who cares? The Titanic's at the bottom of the ocean for the last 111 years, okay? And if you're not careful, the Arkansas Razorback football program's going to be sunk at the bottom of the SEC football ocean, too. These are important times. Not for the reasons we want them to be, but they're absolutely important times. we got to take a break, okay? 725. Stay tuned. When we come back, I will give you nine mind-blowing minutes of Sam Pittman's press conference yesterday. You are not going to want to miss this. It's the real NWA JB with your boy Josh Bertaccini. TMB Media, Bunker Studio, coming right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. 
When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewski's on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewski's has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewski's Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. Just beautiful weather across northwest Arkansas, and we'll take it. Not in the 80s. It doesn't feel sickly out there, but it does feel a little warmer than usual. That's okay. Thank you for putting the show on. You can follow, listen, watch, and subscribe to The Real NWAJB across social media. It's easy to find the handle. And if you want to type in my name, Josh Bertaccini, I wear my name on my sleeve. It's your boy, JB. Good luck spelling the last name. Take a shot at it. Question of the day today. I mean, it's kind of more or less the same as yesterday. What do you think is going to happen with Sam Pittman? It's pretty obvious to me. It's just a question of when, not if. But to some folks out there, Sam Pittman is still their guy. He's coming back. And maybe I don't have enough connection here on the feeling side of it because I'm such a sports guy. It's about wins and money and success. But if it's all about feelings for you, then you probably do want Sam Pittman to come back. He, he's likable. He wants to have an old cold beer with you. Why are the beers so old? Why can't we make a run to the store? Surely there's somebody on the staff who can go get some fresh beer. But Sam Pittman wants to have some old beer with you. He, he's, you know, he's, he's hanging out in Hot Springs. Go Hogs. He talks, you know, like he's from the area. Maybe a little west of the area. Maybe Oklahoma. That is where he's from. But he's got the colloquialisms for days. I understand. He's down home. You want him to do well. He had a good year a few years ago. You're like, all right, he's my guy. He's not your guy. Not your guy. And if he was your guy for a minute, he ain't your guy now. You need to take a listen to yesterday's press conference, okay? I'm going to play this for you. It takes time to get down there, to, to be in the room, to chop it up. But it's part of the commitment on this gig. And so three months in, we've been at every one of these bad boys for you. Um, I don't want to describe it much more, but it was a stunner. All right. We're going to play for you now. This is Sam Pittman yesterday asked about his future. Is he coaching for his job? 
Let's do it. Nine minutes. And I think this might blow your mind. Then we'll talk about it. Here we go. You said up here a few weeks ago that it was it was your butt on the line. I wonder if these next two games it feels like you're coaching for next year. Well, you're always trying to win, you know. So, it, honestly, it doesn't feel a whole lot different than what it does every week. We want to win and coach for our players to be the best they possibly can be. And in, in coaching, I think a lot of times you get concerned when you felt like you've had a really good practice week and it doesn't go well on a Saturday. So we went back and tried to figure out if we can change something up. Uh, obviously, it was the same thing we did against Florida format-wise. But no, I mean, we, we, we're trying to win games and, and uh, trying to do the best we can to put the kids in the best spot to have success. Coach, I don't know if you felt like the players' energy was, was right for the Auburn game, but with FIU coming to town, how do you make sure that they're right and really focused? We have to be right because, I mean, I, I would think that we would really want to play after what happened Saturday. Of course, you can go back another Saturday and say you'd really want to play from what happened at Florida as well. You know, we got embarrassed Saturday, so so I like our kids in the locker room. I would be shocked if we don't come out ready to play. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll practice well, and and we, we've got accountability uh, for them, for us, for me. The past has said that we haven't played real well against teams like this, and so there is obviously a concern there. And we've got to try to coach the way out of that during the week. It's been a couple disappointing couple of last home games. Obviously. First of all, we're thankful for coming out and and supporting us and obviously uh, we're disappointed we didn't have even a good showing for them on Saturday but we believe that we can get this thing turned around that's what we're going to do two SEC coaches fired I think it's been about 24 hours and that probably just increases the noise about what tough you're here do you ignore it do you address it with the team yeah that's a good question I think it's hard to block out all noise we've got a job to do that that is to get prepared each and every week. You know, Jamie and I, when we got here, we, we were planning on coaching here until whatever that date was that we were going to go down to Hot Springs and call it a day. I'm not close to that year right now, and the plan is to get this program back to where it deserves to be and stay here as long as we possibly can. So it's hard to block out noise. You know, it's more like for the kids, for the recruits, you know, once it starts like of negative stuff. It's about recruiting and I know what's going on Hunter Yurichek knows what's going on but really nobody else really, it's opinion they don't really know what's going on but it affects our recruits so we spent a lot of time yesterday with that as well but my job is to get ready for FIU. I'm not worried about my job security at all and I think I'm the guy for the university and I want to stay here for a long time. And from an offensive standpoint, how do you get that group right back up? Well, there's a lot of things you know, we've got to play better out on the edge. We've got to play better at tackle. Make people miss. We obviously have to protect better. All those type things. We've got to change something up. Obviously, we had a change there in Florida, which worked for us. We did a lot of similar things, some changes on Saturday. They had a week to prepare for it, which was different because Florida did not. We're not a team that can just turn around and hand a ball off right now.
down and just smashed like Auburn did to us. We're, we're not there uh, right now like we've been really for the most part all th- the other three years, especially uh, the last two. So we've got to continue to try to steal some yards and things of that nature and get some what I might call easy yards or space yards. But once we get out in space, we've got to make somebody miss too. But there was a video you know, shared on social media yeah. about players watching a movie during halftime yeah. wondering, you know, what were your thoughts on the video? Did you see it? And kind of what were your thoughts on reaction? Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen Polar Express, but so I don't really know my thoughts on the movie. <laughs> but, you know, in our locker room, I want to reward our kids by letting them run through the A if they practice well. And so we don't have enough lockers in our main locker to house all the kids. So some of them have to go in a separate locker. Young man, I've already addressed it with him. He made a mistake. That's why we don't want cameras in a locker room for several reasons, you know, because of your showering, your this, that, and the other. But it's hard because the music's on it as well. You know what I'm saying? So that's a team rule. You can't have your... Uh, but there also is a team rule. You don't post anything after Friday night, you know, after we, we leave on Friday. So the young man made a mistake, uh, sent it to a friend. Friend sent it to his brother. Brother put it out on what have you. And um, I've already addressed it, and, and uh, I think we're fine there. But it was just a, a mistake that a young man made, and I wish he wouldn't have. But uh, he came in. He was sorry for it. He was uh, very remorseful for it. And so we're going to move on. Uh, Patrick Kudis, do you think he might be able to return this week? Well, I hope so. He's going to do a little bit today. You know, Dave said that today, and he's talking about, well, you know, he can do a little bit in Indy. He's in a boot last week, so he has progressed. Uh, we're going to be smart with him because a beat-up him uh, is not better than what we have. But uh, he has an opportunity. Braxton's got a, a sprain, a shoulder sprain. Uh, we're going to keep him out of contact all week, and we'll just see where that goes. But those are probably the only two that I can think of. Being the leader of the football team and communicating with the football team, what's your approach this week? Do you address all the rumors flying around? Well, we got a lot of fix, you know, so I'm going to go today about what we did wrong and how we can fix it. You know, our kids probably hear and read the same thing that the recruits do. I'm not going to address it because I don't think it's as severe as y'all do. But uh, if they ask me about it, then I'm, I'm going to explain about that. But I don't have time really to explain about my job security, to be honest with you. We've got to be FIU, and uh, and that's an honest answer. If I was worried about me personally, I think it would take away from what we're trying to get done here. I got a job to do. I get paid to do it. I need to do a better job, and so I can't, I can't really sit around worried about me or anything like that. But I just think it's a much bigger issue with the media than it is with myself. Yeah, you said you know what's going on, and Hunter knows what's going on. So what's going on? Did you, you talk to him after the game? I talk to Hunter every week. Talk to him after every single game. Talk to him some on Sundays. You'd have to ask him the conversation. But I haven't really expressed to you what our conversation was been over the four years. So I don't think today's a good time to talk about that either. Coach, how about Kenny Guy? He gave you such a burst offensively, it seemed like. And then it almost fizzled out last game. What do you think changed offensively? As a coordinator, you can only call certain plays now. And the people got to block it and execute it and this 
that and other. Obviously, we thought it went well in practice and things of that nature. So, Kenny, we're still evaluating Kenny and those things. I'm not going to let one game there where we didn't have any success in reality change any of that. But it's not time really to make that decision to me. But uh, I'm not disappointed in him by any stretch in the imagination. He's worked his tail off and uh, came in here. He's done a really good job. What Jacoli did the other day, do you think about maybe giving him a series uh, Saturday night? To come in here on a Monday and answer questions and be truthful to you is hard because we haven't had any conversations with anybody on the team. If we were going to do something, and, and we're not, by the way, but Jacoby, I think, has earned the right to play some. But to answer a question truthfully when I haven't had an opportunity to tell a kid before I tell the media, if we ever start practicing in the morning, I think these will be a lot better interviews. You know what I mean? I'm really excited about him and our future. I think he's earned the right to get on the field. Maybe it was a little extra sting because of the optimism coming out of the Florida game? I don't know. I mean, momentum is a wild thing now. I mean, when you lose it, it's hard to get back. And you guys asked me a lot of questions about that on fourth and ones or faking kicks or whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever it may be. And you're always thinking about what if you lose a moment? We just never had. They took the opening kickoff. They went and scored. We got us. Punt. Boom. Got back to score. And we kept talking about, hey, we can get back in there, get back in this. Nudie gave us, we were down 21 nothing, but Nudie gave us a chance to maybe get it stopped and we go three plays, two yards and kick a field goal. You're constantly trying to do that. I don't know if the Florida game went negative towards this one. You know, I don't know. You always want your team to feel good. What do you think? I mean, that was it. I'll play another minute or two. Not going to do us any good. That was the heart and soul of it. As you get to listen back to Sam Pittman's nuts and bolts of the weekly press conference here exclusively on the real nwa jb podbean live streaming it youtube streaming it the real nwa jb.com you know about the internet right this thing's amazing you can get so many things done on it it's incredible thinking it might just take over the way we do things it might hope you're doing all right this morning as you tune into the show and i don't know my friends i want to take a break here in a minute we'll get some more of your reactions to it but we got a coaching crisis going on here. And the head coach yesterday, I don't know if I was the only person who who read it like this, but there was nothing that I that I heard him say that made me think anything has changed. There was nothing that I heard him say that made me think Hunter Juracek has given him a vote of confidence. Now, there were rumors going around yesterday for a while. Hunter Juracek has endorsed him. He's re-endorsed. I had a few people tell me that. And then I researched those rumors, and they're unfounded. Hunter Juracek has said nothing publicly about that debacle game on Saturday, and that, to me, is the most incriminating thing. You know, ADs are like lawyers, good ones. They're going to make moves behind the scenes. They're not going to broadcast everything they do and let you know where they're, where they're going. It's kind of like poker. You're going to keep the cards to yourself and try to win the hand at the end. And I think... Obviously, Hunter Juracek is in, like I said a moment ago, crisis mode. He's got to find an answer for the football program, for the cash cow that is football. You know, nothing against the the non-revenue sports, but it, that's not where he makes his money. That's not where he earns his paycheck. And so I just feel like what I heard yesterday sounded like a lot of hogwash, no pun intended, or maybe some would be good right now. I think it sounded like... A little bit of bravado, a lot of denial out of your head hog about the reality of the situation. 
And all you could really gather was that he and Hunter Juracek had had a pretty intense chat and he didn't want to share what was said. I don't know how that gets spun into it's a vow of faith and he's definitely coming back. I don't I guess I just don't operate like that. I really don't see any scenario where that's even realistic. So I guess what I wanted yesterday was more realism, was more of a sense of honesty, more of just a straightforward acknowledgement of the disaster that was Saturday's game. I mean, it was almost inexplicable. It made this team seem like it had completely let go of the rope. And there was really no acknowledgement of that other than we got dominated or we lost or I checked the tape and it was what you thought it was. Only What's the line about only Hunter Juracek and I know what's going on with this program? I just don't even know what that means. You're saying folks don't understand sports? Are you saying we haven't watched football before? I mean, it's almost a little bit disrespectful to your fan base and to the folks who cover your team and to the folks who employ you, not named Hunter Juracek, because the board of trustees is really your boss here, to say that we don't understand football. You know what we understand? When you're getting your ass beat 48-3, to that's because you're stinking really bad, okay? They got beat down. That was a rear-end kicking. Where is the head coach coming out at the press conference and telling me that? Acknowledge what I saw. You got beat down bad, coach. I didn't hear enough of that. I think this ship has already sailed or sunk, as the case may be. And I think Hunter Juracek knows it. Now, what could change here in the next two weeks? They could beat Florida International. They could beat Missouri. They're not going to beat Missouri. And if they win those two games, you know what? They still don't go to a bowl game, nor do they deserve to. I think Florida International's game on Saturday night might be the most sparsely attended Razorback game of this millennium, like maybe since the 1990s. You tell me people are going to that game on Saturday? Why? For who? For what? No. No. A 6.30 game? I mean, you couldn't have picked a more inconvenient time for a lousy opponent in a meaningless game at the end of a run for a head coach that, you know, is let go of the rope. So this is where we're at, and this is what we got going on. And I think a lot of interesting storylines abounding right now in Arkansas Razorback football. And I think it's important right now for the masses to remember that I'm one of those guys you need on the front line right now. This is why I'm committed to my end of this deal, right? Um, I don't make tons of money, right? And I don't I don't change the way the planet operates, but I'm definitely there for you on the front lines of Razorback land. Asking the questions, going to the pressers, going to all the games, even Old Dominion on a Monday night when nobody else wants to be there. Why? Because it's my job. And my job right now is to tell you the truth. And the truth is the same thing I told you about Mike Anderson in the dying days of that era five years ago. It's over. It's over. And you need to find the next person. And you need to do it quick. And you need to get the right person. And um, I think Hunter Yurchik knows this. I think the board of trustees know this. It's not about take, taking a cheaper alternative. I don't care what historically you've thought about paying coaches or this or that. If you want to stay in the SEC and compete, especially with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, you're going to have to go find somebody who's worth $10 million a year. 
eight to ten million dollars a year. That's the going rate for a good coach. Enough trying to find discounts. They're not out there. This is what you get when you get discounts. You get guys who can do it for a year or two, maybe. Chad Morris couldn't even do that. Brett Bielema could. Chad Morris could not. Bobby Petrino did it for a few. Arkansas Razorback football just unable to get out of this, you know. Grand Canyon-like hole it finds itself in. And just when you thought you were climbing up to the rim and you could see a little daylight again, nope, right back down to the Colorado River at the bottom. And there ain't even that much water in the river anymore, so that landing hurt. Um, Arkansas's got two games left. I think the fan base has to make sure right now that it holds the powers that be accountable, including Hunter Juracek and Sam Pittman, even if they don't like what you're saying, even if they call you trolls. How about Sam Pittman saying this is a media creation? I mean, what? What? That was completely out of touch with what happened. 48 to 10 was no media creation, Mr. Hedgehog, for a little bit longer. No, it was not. That was not a fabrication. How about how we danced out of my question about Kenny Guyton? Uh, it wasn't really Kenny's fault. The players didn't play well. Okay, but a week ago, Kenny was a genius. But now... It's all right. When you do well, we celebrate. But when you don't do well, you take it on the chin. Look, if we embrace drinking old beer with a football coach more so than winning games, we're going nowhere. It is your obligation right now as a diehard fan or supporter or whatever passerby of interest in this football program to hold the powers that be accountable and make sure that there's some kind of change at the top. And that means you got to make a move and find the next guy. Because the longer you embrace mediocrity, the more you're going to be stuck at the bottom of the Grand Canyon or the Atlantic Ocean or use whatever metaphor you want, but you ain't going to get better anytime soon. And all you're going to see is the money bleed out and the recruits leave and the powers that be already know everything I'm saying is true. It's amazing how many people today are telling me I'm wrong. Sam Pittman's coming back. I don't even know where that's coming from. Because Sam told you that? Okay like asking the student who hasn't been there all semester or put in a really poor performance what kind of grade do you think you deserve i've done that once or twice before to classes uh an a okay try again no a now a b okay you need to worry about passing the class right now Razorback football is in the midst of flunking this thing big time in the cash cow program that matters most. All right, it's uh, just a few minutes from the top of the hour. If you're listening back later on, podcast platforms are flexible. You can do it on your own time, which is kind of amazing. Um, we'll break here. When we come back, check some headlines. Richard Davenport's going to hang out for a little bit. We're rolling. And thank you so much for finding us here on the show. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe. The Real NWAJB. More of your reaction. We'll take a couple calls, too. Hang tight, coming back. Coaching Crisis 2024 continues right after this. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design.
Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Ooh, pig suey. Your boy is back, and so is football season. So many ways to listen. You can watch the post-game shows, too. People's post-game action coming your way, what, 10, 15 minutes after every football and basketball game, Saturdays all year long, big plans for baseball season, some other expansion things we'll tell you about here shortly as we close out the calendar year. And then, of course, we got next year and all kinds of awesome stuff coming up around the corner on the local play-by-play coverage, too. It's exciting to have your own operation. It's fantastic to have so many of y'all be so supportive. I think we live in an incredible place. Northwest Arkansas is one of those rare regions that really encourages folks to do their own thing, to have their own business, however small, however modest. You got something you're good at. You got something that's your forte. Go for it, kid. Take a swing. I can't say it's like that in the big cities, having lived in Several of those myself. Not that I don't have love for New York and other towns, too. Philly's another one. But it feels like it's all kind of decided, settled, sorted out there already. You come to a place like this, a special place like this, and it just feels like growth opportunities abound. Let's get back to the conversation of today. What happens with Sam Pittman here at Arkansas? A lot of thoughts out of me today. You heard plenty from Sam Pittman, too. It's interesting times. And the thoughts coming in on the social media, plenty of y'all really of the mindset that this is not, you know, really about 
coaching prowess, perhaps. It's more so about, you know, do you like the head coach? And the folks who are still arguing that, uh, I just, I don't get it. I know Jason coming on the Facebook page. I sense they can't afford the buyout. Come on, Jason. Of course they can afford the buyout. This is this is Walton country. This is Tyson country. This is J.B. Hunt country. Martha, it doesn't sound like Sam Pittman is going anywhere. This is what Sam Pittman's telling you, Martha. Lady Katie, I'm just trying to wish the guy the best of luck. Katie getting a little chippy on the Facebook page. Katie, it's not personal. I just want to remind you, too, that our social media pages are not Razorback fan pages. It's a sports talk show where absolutely you can share opinions and you're encouraged to, but let's try to focus the conversation on what we're focusing it on. Not just having old beers with a head coach at his lake house in Hot Springs. The other thing I would say about that, you're never getting invited to the lake house, Katie. You're not getting invited there, no matter how long you clamor for it. And once you get there, you know, if you're lucky enough to get there, uh, I don't know if you're going to get somebody to answer the door when you knock on it. Why are we drinking old beer? That's a great question today. Why is it so old? Flint getting a little aggressive. Please get this over with already. I understand. Cody, am I wrong to think if he stays, we deserve a roadmap? I don't know what that means. Hunter Juracek deserves it. We don't. Just support the program. No. I think the people have much more say. This is not this is not a monarchy, right? When you root for a team, it feels like a democracy. It feels like the fan base should have a say in what's happening. All right? Scotty, do you trust Sam Pittman to make that higher? He failed miserably last time. Exactly. That was a major fail. David coming in. Who was there for him to hire? That doesn't make any sense. There's always somebody better. Then, you know, whatever you did there with Dan Enos, that was not good. I think sometimes we get a little confused here about what we're talking about. What about Jolie? Sam's a good coach and a good man. Firing him doesn't help. It would kill a phenomenal recruiting class. No. What kills a phenomenal recruiting class is losing in embarrassing fashion and having recruits not want to play for you anymore because of it. That's what it, that's what hurts you in recruiting. Man. How about some of the Twitter action? Andy writes in, JB Houston not stayed on after back-to-back four and five win seasons with just a $3 million buyout. I don't think Sam Pittman's going anywhere. Okay, that's a very strange comparison, Andy. That's 20 years ago. All right, we're doing apples and, and, and you know, and avocados here. These are not the same things at all. And buyouts, you know, $3 million then is basically what Sam's buyout is now. $12 million. It's like the same money. Um, Texas A&M just spent $77 million to get rid of a coach who's going 8-4 and four every year. I'm just saying, if you think you're the little kid on the block, then your program will always be treated like the little kid on the block. If you don't want to take football seriously and you want to be a, a baseball and basketball and, you know, non-revenue sports school, you can make that happen. You're well on your way right now. You're well on your way right now. Uh, how about Marky? Man, ODU was pretty good last night, JB. Great game. We might see that team in the tournament. I, that would be a tough game. Indeed it would be. Other thoughts coming in. Uh, Mr. Tate says, you're just here in PR training, folks. Don't buy anything he's selling. 
Uh, BG, what did you expect him to say? I mean, he was in a tough spot. How about Benny? That was the most pointless and painful press conference I've heard in a really long time. There doesn't even seem to be a reason to have one anymore other than to alienate whatever fan base is still listening to the garbage he's slinging. Benny at the real NWAJB. That that was a really good tweet. Christina, where in the world has he been? Where has this guy been all year? Says a lot about where he's at. Clayton, the man is lying to himself if he doesn't understand the bigger issues here. It's really sad that he won't get a grip and own up to how bad things are. How about Marcus? I wouldn't be worried either with a buyout like he has. How about uh, D-Dubs? The, the right man for the job who cannot take accountability, criticism, and has a locker room that can't make correct decisions anymore or be focused. I mean, there's some thoughts in that too that make sense. Accountability has not been part of this deal here. Stevie, this guy loses me with every statement I hear. Chase, can't say I blame him. It's been a rough year all the way around. Nate, none of the right answers. Philip, your check needs to make a move. We could spend another hour with me just reading your responses. Um, I understand. It's frustration city. And uh, I'm in charge of this uh, this uh, carousel here, right? It's a little bit of a therapy session when your football program is this bad. But the last couple of years have not been good. Let's not act like Sam Pittman won a national championship before that. The trajectory is important. You know, th- this guy is heading downward. This is not like Dabo Sweeney climbing. And a guy last night tell me, you know, Dabo took eight, nine years to win a title. Okay. But in years three, four, five, he was hitting 10, 11 wins. That's not where you are right now as an Arkansas Razorback football program. Uh, Broncos beat the Bills last night. Broncos have won three in a row. Bills are obviously not very good this year. It's kind of sad to see that team miss its window, but... I think they need a new head coach. I think it's time for a change there. Um, College football coaches already do $146 million in buyout money. We haven't gotten to Sam Pittman yet. That out of ESPN's reporting yesterday. A lot of these coaches didn't even coach this year. You got guys like Brian Harson, Scott Frost, Paul Christ, Carl Durrell. I mean, some of these guys from years ago, and they're still getting paid huge money to not coach anymore. It tells you right there how important sports is to everybody. How about Dan Lanning at Oregon saying, I am not leaving Oregon. Well, take him off the list then. Cross him off then. Says zero chance that he will leave Oregon. Okay. Gunnar Henderson from the Orioles. Corbin Carroll from Arizona. You're unanimous. Rookies of the year in Major League Baseball. Talked a lot about Arkansas and ODU out the gates this morning. That was a really fun basketball game last night. That felt like a 3-14 game. That felt like a close game. It did. What is the deal with the old beer? I, I don't know. It's weird though, right? Like, who wants old beer? I want to check that tap, that keg. Let's get some fresh stuff in there. I need some suds. I need something that's got a little more, a little more pop to it. My goodness. You listen back to the heart and soul of this show every day across the podcast universe. Apple, Spotify, Google, what am I forgetting here? iHeart, TuneIn, you name it. Of course, always live at our website and then podcast posted up later, therealnwajb.com. And People's Post Game Show. Coming up, what, Saturday night? We got two of these bad boys left for football season and only two will be with you, what, I think right around 9, 30, 10 o'clock here. For 90 minutes coming up uh, late Saturday night after Florida International 
Over under 20,000 for actual attendance for this game. Oh, maybe slightly over. Slightly, just because people need something to do. What do we learn today? Old beer is not good beer. And just because somebody tells you they want to have some old beer with you doesn't mean it's a good thing. You might you might want a beer, but you can go get a, a six-pack. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay to, to have the fresher stuff. Entertaining conversation this morning. If not a happy one, certainly a relevant one, as Arkansas Razorback football makes its way through a coaching crisis here in 2023. Maybe not what you wanted. Obviously not what you wanted, but it's what's going on right now in Razorback land, so it's what we're talking about. Um, we're going to call it good. Coming at you for 90 minutes on the daily, live from the Team B Media Bunkus studio here. Thank yous today to Richard Davenport, who was awesome to hang out for 10 minutes, give us a feel for the recruiting that has gotten a little bit wonky here in the dying days of the uh, Sam Pittman era. That's another reason why I think you get ahead of it and you make a move before it completely erodes. But appreciate our day. And, of course, we had the Sam Pittman press conference for you earlier, and uh, you can listen back to that about 20 minutes in on the post-show podcast as well. And on that note, let's call it good. The Real NWAJB coming at you Monday through Friday, 90 minutes. Get after us on social media too. And we'll do it tomorrow on a midweek Wednesday as we hopefully have some more clarification on what's going on in Razorback football land, though I wouldn't hold my breath right now. I just wouldn't. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. It's going to be a beautiful day. Temps creeping up close to 70 degrees here in northwest Arkansas. So enjoy it while you got it. Whatever's going on struggle-wise with this football program, basketball's in a great place. And heck, the weather is incredible right now, too. Um, For the whole crew, I'm Josh Bertaccini. Have an awesome Tuesday. See you tomorrow, my friends.